Episode 10 of Basement Combos starts now. Welcome back. It's Basement Combos. Steve, long time. How's it going? Yeah, it's been a while, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff going on recently, but I'm good, you know, I'm back I know, home. we were supposed to take a little bit of a hiatus because of uh, midterms at school, but it really escalated into more than that, obviously, with the COVID-19 taking over our lives as we know it, and we basically didn't even have midterms. You pretty much just got came home out of nowhere, same with me, and same to our other two guests that we have on the show today, and we're going to introduce them right now. First, we have Andy Bergeron back. I mean, he was here before over winter break. Obviously, he went back to Northwestern, but he's back with us today in Mars Plains. And we have our new guest, Duncan Wild, one of our good friends. Duncan, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. We have two of our smartest friends on here today to talk to COVID-19. I don't think we would want to have anyone else on with us. So we'll get right to it. Andy, let's start with you. What do you think of the COVID-19? I know your dad covers it. What do you think of it? Um... I think this is just the beginning and it's, it's hard because you feel like we've been doing this for a couple of days, but reality is we have this lifestyle for probably at least eight more weeks. Duncan, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, you just need to be smart and hopefully, uh, eventually it will pass over. I know it's going to be a long time, but you gotta take it small steps at a time. Exactly. But me and Steve obviously are here, you guys know, to talk sports. And obviously the sports world has just been pretty much shut off in a matter of days. I mean, there was the Thunder Jazz game, right, Steve? Do you want to explain what happened there? I was watching that game. Um, I actually got like a notification on Twitter that the game was like put on pause. So I believe passed. So I just put it on real quick. And um, everyone was just sent to their locker room. And then later on in the, the PA announcer said that the game is canceled and everyone can leave and you're all safe. And like, we were all, everyone was in the group chats like, wow, this is it. Someone has it. And it was funny because Gobert was playing around with the mics after the post game because he was, because they were supposed to be eight feet apart for uh, the Corona awareness thing. And then he uh, was out the next game with an illness and then they tested him and he had it. It was kind of funny how that happened. Not funny that he got it. It was just like, why are you doing that? Um, but yeah, that was what triggered everything. And the NBA kind of set the tone for every other sport, canceled pretty much everything. And now the whole sports world is just on pause. It's kind of crazy. No, I totally agree with you. I think it's crazy to think about looking back on that day and thinking, wow, like we were shocked that Rudy Gobert had it. And we were like, wow, an athlete has this virus that was so rare to us at the time, not the world, but to the United States. And now you look at it and it's like Kevin Durant has it. All these Lakers players have it. All these 76ers players have it. And it like moves on. And it's like, it's no big deal now. Don't Doris has think it. about that. Yeah, Doris. Yeah, Doris Burke. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it with the NBA players has to do with the availability to get tested. Um, we've seen in the United States a big problem has been the ability to get tested, and like almost half of the league, if not more, has been tested, which is way higher than the rate for the rest of the United States. So, uh, but it's definitely a good way to show the severity of the of the uh, virus. I totally agree with you, Andy. What do you think of? If Rudy Gobert didn't get it, where do you think this could have escalated to? Did you see more players possibly getting this if the NBA and the NHL and all these sports didn't shut it down earlier? I mean, ultimately, a lot of people would have gotten it and they had to shut it down when they did. And it was still somewhat of an outrage, specifically when they shut down the college basketball 
conference tournaments. But, like, in hindsight, like, they had to, and they almost should have, like, a week earlier. But no one no one really thought that it would get this bad this fast. But the reality is we're still adding up to, like, a couple thousand cases every day. No, you're totally right. Do you guys as a whole think every sport should have been canceled? We'll include golf. We'll include tennis. We'll include all those sports where it's almost an individual sport for some of these sports. I can understand the NBA and NHL, but as you look at golf and tennis, I know Andy and Duncan, you guys are big followers of tennis. What do you think about the game of tennis and even golf? What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I think that for those sports, the actual playing of the sport isn't the issue. It's more of the travel and all of the people that are involved with like the media, the fans, stuff like that, where it's bound to be transferred somewhere just because all the people that are needed to run those big events. No, totally. Uh, with golf, like, people will argue that you're just alone. You're with your caddy. Who else? Like, there shouldn't be an issue. But if you're if you're at a relatively large event, you're going to have the players. Players are going to interact with each other. I don't I don't know much about golf, but I they go to the clubhouse at the end, right? No, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like what Duncan said. It's based off of travel. It's where you're traveling to. I know a lot of these players have individual jets, private jets, all that. But it's like some do fly, fly commercial, some are flying across seas. It's just you never really know where you can get this virus and where it attacks. Exactly. Steve, do you have anything to add on to what the NBA should be looking forward towards now, like when we can see them back in action? I saw something yesterday about possibly playing in the Bahamas or something like that. Um, I don't know if that's even like a realistic option still. Um, and then I saw just like building off that, not the NBA, just sports in general. Kirk Kirk Street said that he doesn't think football is even going to be happening. So then you would make it would make it seem like the NBA wouldn't happen, even though it seems as if the NBA really wants to finish the season out, because it's you know it's one of the most interesting seasons we've had in the, over the last few years, because it's really not it's really a toss up of who's going to take the title. Um, personally, I don't think the season will resume. Sadly, um, if they do, I don't know how they would do it. The Bahamas, I guess, is their first proposal of a safe way, but still that leads for a lot of risk. Um, I think it's more risky to to resume the season than what the reward would actually be of watching it. I think if, if there's no reason to put all these people at risk. Speaking yeah, of um, the Bahamas, I know I've heard on a couple different platforms there's been the idea people have proposed, why don't, why don't they just get uh, Mini Mike to – pitch in some of his net worth and they have the private island off the coast of America. I don't I don't know about the how realistic that is, but that's that's just what I've been hearing. I've been hearing more realistic stuff compared to that, such as Las Vegas being options, you know, some smaller cities where it hasn't been affected as much. And I mean, Mark Cuban was on with Colin Coward, one of our favorite uh, radio guys, and he was pretty much saying look, like there's not gonna be fans in in arenas anytime soon, even in September and October. And he was saying, but but he was pretty much saying sports have to go back soon because it's a way for people to cope with anxiety and pandemics. And usually sports are around. Like, for example, 9-11, sports was around. Um, these other viruses, sports were still around. So it's really unprecedented to see all these sports canceled at one time. True. Oh, yeah. So, it, I mean, it is crazy, but what do you guys think about football? I mean, like you said, you mentioned that thing about Herb Street. That would be absolutely insane, in my opinion, if we didn't have football in September. Where do you guys see that? I know you guys aren't doctors. I'm not a doctor. But where do you see the virus being in September, if you had to give a prediction? Yeah, so 
I mean, I think what we've heard is that a virus is somewhere between 12 to maybe even 24 months out, or a vaccine, I mean, is 12 to 24 months out. Um, and we really don't know the trajectory of the virus, how it's going to pan out. People have said it's going to die down in the summer, but it can come back in the fall when it gets colder out. We really have no idea. I think it would suck, and it's so far away to think that it could still we could still be like this in the fall, but it certainly is a possibility. We really have no idea. Right. I'm no I'm no Dr. Anthony Fauci, but I think I don't know where we're don't know where we're going with this. I know I've had a cruise scheduled in August for over a year, so I'm I'm hoping the heat kills it off. But I'm getting nervous. Yeah. As as of now, I don't I don't particularly. You ain't going on that cruise. <laughs> it, it seems more and more likely that we might have to deal with some type of maybe shortened NFL season. Maybe they don't start till November. You get a mini eight game season. I don't, I don't know that. I mean, if you're looking that far out, then you're looking towards even the NHL and NBA season being postponed a little bit because that starts in October. And I don't know what they're going to do with the MLB season. I've been seeing some things that they hope to start up in May. I don't know if that means activities or not. Steve, have you seen anything about that? Yeah, I saw that they had a vote between the players. Um, saying that they wouldn't start until um, till large groups have been permitted and other precautionary reasons have been, you know, A-OK'd. So it's really just – I think it's on halt right now. I don't think they have a plan to start anytime soon from what I've seen. No, I totally agree. What do you guys think about the NFL free agency going on during this pandemic? Do you guys agree with that starting on time, or do you wish to see that postponed? I think I think it makes sense that it's, that it's still on time. It's not something that – when everything's digital now, we don't really need to, you know – talk face to face, you know, they can, they can do that through a virtual system. So it's not really the, the biggest deal with uh, spreading the virus. And it's, I'm glad it gives us something to like follow sports wise. Cause man, it's dry besides NFL free agency. I know, I know I've seen um, there's been an outrage somewhere because people are, people are bringing up, why are the, why are we discussing these players making millions of dollars when most of the world now isn't getting their paychecks. But I've, I've heard the counter argument that like, there's always people not getting paychecks while sports are still going on. So I think it's completely justified for free agency to go on. And I think the draft in there really shouldn't be any issues with it. If everyone's just like remotely drafted, I think you, they could stretch it out over seven days, one round a day, but if I'm really draft. It. And I, I think as of now they're, they're going full steam ahead with the NFL draft. I think it's a domino effect for all of us to see, like, if they postpone free agency, which they didn't, obviously, or if they postpone the NFL draft or for any of these other leagues, after one thing gets postponed, a bunch of things gets postponed. So I think you're going to start to see that with the NBA. It's like if the season gets delayed, obviously, until, like, late August, it's like you can't have the draft in June. You can't have the combine in whatever it is, late May or whenever that is. So everything just starts to get pushed back for agency for the NBA. Usually we talk about that in early July. That won't be a thing. So it's really interesting to see how this is going to play out over the next, I guess, year until 2021. Yeah, I think also it's really interesting to see how the NBA will respond in terms of the salaries. Like we've seen something about how they're trying to cut salaries to like 80% for this year. Um, and in the future for the for NFL too, if, those, if that season gets shortened, like all these deals that are getting signed, like is Brady really going to make $30 million next year if they don't play? Stuff like that. Or we'll and see, and uh, that affects guys that are obviously have lower wages too. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if we see like the NFL PA and the NBA, all the player associations, if they start to add this. And I don't know what, I guess they don't have this addressed in their 
clauses, but if they start to um, demand with the guaranteed contracts that it truly is guaranteed regardless if another pandemic comes along. No, true. And you guys totally make a good point about talking about wages for these guys that obviously have millions and millions of dollars, but you don't think about the arena employees. You don't think about some of these other low time wages that these teams own or these arenas own. And that makes a good point. It's just about life in general, obviously bigger than sports. It's like, we have good families that are in good positions right now, but for some of these other families, it's just very awful to see that their jobs are put on hold and they might be laid off or fired or whatever that case may be. Yeah, and it's crazy to see people like Zion pledging to pay people when the owners of these teams are really billionaires. They have billions of dollars. It's like not it's just chunk change to pay them and they, they're not like stepping up and doing it yet at least. Some athletes have pitched in a little bit. Like, I know Kevin Love put in, like, 500K or something like that through his foundation and stuff like that. And Kyrie. He's right. It definitely is pocket change. But, yeah, it is pocket change. Like, that's, like, you know, that's a vacation. How much did you donate, Steve? How much did you? (laughs) I'm not hating on their donations. I will bring up, though, I saw uh, Mark Zuckerberg got donated $25 million and got flamed on Twitter. For people have mathematically divided $25 million over $55 billion and used the percentage of his net worth as justification for his cheap donation. That's why Andy and Duncan are on here. Me and Steve yeah. would never be able to make those calculations. Yeah, you know, I don't take those stat classes. <laughs> no, but you, you guys all make great points that it's like it is pocket change for some of these rich and famous people, but it's really affecting the low-wage uh, jobs and – all that and it's just awful to see and we're here only to talk about the sports side of it but it's just sad to see all of it and how the government's handling it and i think it really could have been handled better if it started earlier but that's discussion for another day so let's get now get into the nfl free agency a little bit we're happy we have something to talk about and andy and duncan are huge uh football fans they play fantasy football with me and steve we'll really be getting into that in august hopefully on time hopefully that is on time um i think all of us really want that to start on time but let's talk about NFL free agency and some of the big signings that you guys saw coming. Steve, we'll start with you. Let's start with the Jets. What did you see from your beloved Jets? So um, the Jets, they were supposedly in the market for a few top-tier tight ends, ended up not being the case, and they settled for a few Tier 2 tight ends. However, I'm very good – or not tight ends, offensive linemen, excuse me, um, offensive tackles. Um, and they ended up settling for Tier 2 offensive tackles. And um, they actually ended up being on pretty good deals. So that was not bad. They're pretty cheap. And they're they're, they're not bad, the guys that they signed. Um, McGrovin from um, the Panthers and then – or, excuse me, the Broncos and then McGovern from the Panthers. Um, uh, I don't hate what Joe Douglas has done with the Jets. I thought he'd be a little more aggressive through, uh, to Conklin or Glasgow or someone like that to really just get him a stud. Um, now, this, now that they've kind of – addressed every position but the left ta- left tackle um i still question whether they take a tackle in the draft or if they go receiver because they let robbie anderson walk um they did sign perryman which i like but you know he's his fifth team in five years who knows what he'll be um but honestly i don't hate it they've added some they've added some depth um and the offensive line is definitely better than last year from already hopefully i mean the guys have played better in the past but um I don't hate it. I just I hope that they make the right decisions in the draft because if they go receiver at 11, I'm going to be a little mad. I was going to say, I don't mind the Jets' move. And I know earlier in the year when we had one of our first episodes, we talked about how 
every favorite team of yours needs a hope. And we were talking about the hopes for my favorite teams and the hopes for your favorite teams. And we were saying Gase isn't a much of a hope, but hopefully the GM Douglas, who was relatively new at the time, is a sign of hope. And so far, the free agency for them hasn't been so bad. So let's go to Andy now. Andy, what do you think about Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers? I know he's your favorite player. Um, well, the $25 million a year, there had been all, a whole bunch of talk about, oh, he wants 30 he wants north of 30 even significantly north of 30 But um, the $25 million a year shows that it probably wasn't about the money and that there had been some conflicts with Belichick, had been some tensions, some disputes as to who's more valuable. But he's finally found a team with good receivers, good weapons. I don't know about the running game. But um, he's got he, he's got a legitimate head coach. Bruce Arians has been doing this for a while. He's it's not Anthony Lynn had a nice year, but Bruce Bruce Arians obviously is a much more experienced NFL head coach. So it will be interesting. Sorry, Steve. Did you have anything to add before about the Jets? Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say like I wasn't really that happy in the beginning just because they were you know they said they were gonna hit on these big free agents and then they didn't and then they settled for these two free agents which is what they always do but I don't mind these signings and it's wrong. That's all I was gonna say. Yeah, no, no big money given out, which is nice. Yeah, true. It's been very cheap deals. Yeah, definitely. Duncan, do you have anything to add? I really don't know if you're a Giants-Jets fan. We've been friends for a while now, and I still don't know what fan you are. So just give some insight on something, whatever you think was great about the offseason. Yeah, so I will say about the Jets, I don't like letting Robbie Anderson walk. I think he's one of the most dynamic aspects of that offense. Um, So I don't like letting him walk. I would have liked to see him re- them re-sign him. Um, and then talking about Tom Brady, um, I really don't understand him going to the Bucks. Um, I was talking to Steve about this about a week ago. And, I mean, that division is uh, pretty stacked, at least with the Saints. Um, and, I mean, I think they'll sneak into the playoffs with the six or seven seed, but that's not a team that's going to win a Super Bowl. So I don't really understand it. No, yeah, I totally agree with you about that, and I think you guys all make some great points. Relating to the Giants, the Giants uh, had some decent signings, nothing great, nothing I really want to talk about right now. I don't really want to think about the Giants until after the draft and see everything play out. But let's go down some of the QB dominoes that have fallen and will fall throughout the draft. What do you guys think about Nick Foles going to the Bears? I'll have to take this one. I mean, I'll he take play. it. Uh, yeah, you got it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, all right. It's Nick Foles. Well, Irrelevant. That's all I have to say. It's what? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think they're bringing him in, and he's. I mean, the, he has to be the quarterback one there. He can't be worse than Trubisky. He's gonna have a better uh, arm than Trubisky. That's the, pretty much the bottom line. That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully they can get their defense back to the same level it was two years ago. Um. I mean, and then they have a good they have a good offense besides Trubisky right now, at least, like, good enough with their defense to make the playoffs. So hopefully they can make a run with him. It falls, like, turns out to be decent at least. That with the expanded playoffs too. But um, maybe Falls strengthens the QB room and puts a chip on Mitch Trubisky's shoulder. And we see, All right, big cat. <laughs> and we see um, a motivated Mitch Trubisky this season <laughs> turn into a franchise quarterback. It's It's interesting because why did the Bears take on all of Nick Foles' contract, which I thought would be, like, not movable. I thought it was a terrible contract, one of the worst in the league. They take on that contract instead of waiting for Cam Newton to hit the market for for relatively nothing. What do you guys think about that? What does that show about Cam Newton and Nick Foles? 
maturity. I mean, I think Cam Newton's kind of kind of done. I mean, when you're running quarterback for that long, you know, your body only has so much mileage. And his arm, he's had to change his throwing motion because he's had like 30 shoulder surgeries. And now he doesn't throw like he normally does. It looks awkward. It looks like it hurts him to throw. So I don't know what he has left. He says he's healthy. Probably is, but he still changes throwing motion. I'm not that confident what Cam Newton would bring to the table. So I feel like between Foles and Newton, I'd almost rather take Foles. Wow. I'd rather take Newton. I mean, yeah. you know, Newton's much cooler. I mean, Newton's got, you know, he's got swag. You know, he'll run for a little bit. But, I, I mean, I think his arm is really terrible. I don't think he's accurate at all anymore. Like, his throwing motion looks painful. I, I know he's a big name, but he I, he played two games big last name. year. Yeah. And the season before that, he really was ineffective. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I, I, I think he's been playing it. hurt for a couple of years. And I don't know how strange, though. healthy he is now, but I, he's definitely a more – at his peak, he's definitely a better player than oh, Nick Foles is. 100%, but he's yeah. not at his peak. That's the problem, you know? But is Nick Foles? I don't know. I mean, Nick Foles <laughs> can still throw, and it doesn't look like, you know, he's going to, you know, tear his labor out. There's certainly a more favorable market for uh, Jameis Winston. Really? Who have you seen Jameis Winston to? <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I think Jameis Winston has a, will definitely be signed where Cam Newton is a maybe. Jibu? Jabu. I mean, at this point, it's looking like Cam Newton will have a starting spot in the league, and Winston's going to yeah. be a backup to start the year. Do you think Cam Newton's going to start somewhere? Is that what you said? I think he can start with the Chargers easily. I don't know if they'll sign him. I, like I like Cam Newton. My whole thing with Nick Foles going to the Bears, back to that, is why did the Bears go after him in that money? But then I'm listening to Colin Cowan. He made a great point. He was saying – the Bears were trying to give off a signal that we want a guy who has a big arm, and that's what Nick Foles is compared to Mitch Trubisky. And he was like, they're trying to send a sign that I, I don't want a runner. I want a guy that can just throw the ball down the field. And uh, what's what's his first name? I know his last name's Nagy, obviously. I, but he said he worked uh, with Nick Foles before and absolutely loved him. So I guess that's a part of the reason, too, why he went with him over Cam Newton. I guess so. I mean – what do you guys think of Teddy Bridgewater going to the Panthers? I don't like it. Duncan, yeah, I were talking like about it. this. We don't. I mean, not that we don't understand it. We understood that he'd have a market, but like it's almost for no reason. Like if I could play, you know, five games for a really good team and get sixty million dollars, I mean, like you know, like I don't know. I feel like he improved enough, proved himself enough to get that contract. So I don't know. I mean, they do have an offensive system, but I don't know how much. Maybe I, don't know. I really don't know what's going to relevant. Hmm. Maybe he'll keep their offense relevant a little. Maybe they'll win five to seven games instead of three to five. He certainly will keep Christian McCaffrey afloat in fantasy leagues, but that's a different argument. The thing is, is like, what's the point in spending that money on a quarterback when you're going to be terrible either way? And yeah. you might as well just tank for Trevor Lawrence at this point. Like, there's no point in putting that money, and especially Teddy Bridgewater. He's not going to change your team that much. So. I totally agree. I think I, I think it's silly to look at paying quarterbacks a bunch of money nowadays unless he's an absolute stud you can go through the draft and get a guy for relatively cheap and build around him. And we've seen that throughout the NFL in the past couple of decades where it's like, if you got a rookie contract with a QB, you can build around him. And those are the teams that go to the Super Bowl. So I like, for example, like there's Jared Goff. I know Andy, Andy's a big Jared Goff guy, but yes. like, I don't know if it's worth a pair of Jared Goff top money or Dak Prescott top money when the Cowboys can go through the draft and maybe get a quarterback that they can plug in behind that offensive line and Elliott and be just as formidable, formidable. 
the only counterpoint I have to that argument and not paying quarterbacks is when you have someone like Dak who is like asking for this forty million, which is ridiculous. But if you like put him on contract for like five years, thirty million, by the time that five years is up, if he's still even on the contract, people are going to be getting paid way more than that. Like Patrick Mahomes is going to be making like fifty million a year in three. If he's in three years and like contract. so if you do tag him now like the cap is going to keep rising so it could it could be a good investment in the long run but granted the quarterback doesn't be good no yeah like i i think you guys all understand though the concept of and i don't think casual nfl fans get this that money's not unlimited in that nfl obviously is if you put 50 million dollars or 40 million dollars in a qb it's really hard to build around them and I know, like, for me, I love Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson, Mahomes, those type of guys, you obviously have to give the money to because they're quarterbacks you only find once every 30 to 40 years. But I don't know about these middle middle ground guys. Yeah, it, it's tough because, like, say the Rams, you drafted Jared Goff number one. He had a couple good years. But, like, now now what? You, you oh, yeah, you, it's now one. It's like you can't, you can't build a defense. You know, because they were they were screwed. They were paying an inefficient quarterback currently. I mean, he's not he didn't have a great year, and then a, a running back who touches the ball six times a game. No, yeah, yeah. Year. So like, as for uh, as for Dak Prescott, though, it's if if I'm the Cowboys, you definitely franchise tag him this year. You franchise tag him next year too, if you would just want to wait and see. Because there's, I, I definitely would not give Dak Prescott a big deal because it will be. I bet it will become a Kirk Cousins situation where. Once he finally hits the open market, some team will overpay for him, and then, and then yeah, then he then he's out there, and he'll he'll make a shit ton of money in his career, but it won't be off thirty million dollar deals right away. It's funny, me and Andy were talking about it right when we got home. A couple, I guess it was a week ago at this point, we were saying that basically the franchise tag is a bunch of bogus, but it works for these NFL owners because, like you said, you can just. Tag Dak up to what? Is it three years you can tag a guy? Is it two or three? Two, I think. Is it two? Two. Two. But that's still a lot of years, especially for a running back. If you tag a running back for two years, you get him on your rookie deal, that's four to five years or whatever that that is. And it's – My Bell set out. Exactly. And what is Bell now? Steve, you tell us what Bell is. He's on your favorite team. I mean, I I think he's good. I think Adam Gase just hates him. And Adam Gase said he doesn't believe in paying a running back. And then they got Bell, so it was like he didn't want to use him. And their offensive line is like the worst in the league. So it's, I don't think he's bad. I think it was a good, I mean, obviously it was a good move for him. He got a bag. He got so much money. But I think he's still talented. Let's go to another washed up running back right now. Let's go to David Johnson, who was traded for the Texans. (laughs) What do you guys think of DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals? So the Texans had no first round picks before dealing DeAndre Hopkins, and they still have no first round picks after dealing DeAndre Hopkins. (laughs) How is that possible? What? You want to quote someone on that? Yeah, NFL update on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> so what do you guys think of that deal? Anyone want to take the floor for that one? Uh, Kyler Murray is a legitimate quarterback, and now he has some legitimate weapons. Legitimate, legitimate fantasy quarterback or just, or just NFL quarterback? National Football League quarterback. He is legitimate. We don't know about Cliff Kingsbury if he is on the Sean McVay trajectory or if he's him. Adam Gase coach, but – no shot, he's Adam Gase. But, um, yeah, the Cardinals, It's their division is obviously the toughest in all of football. But 
Definitely. Card- Cardinals will probably be on the short end of the stick, maybe win seven to nine games, but they're the Niners and the Seahawks and even uh, the Rams are all – It's this is just a loaded division. Yeah, I don't think they make the playoffs, the Cardinals, yet. They'll be a solid team. I think Hopkins to that offense, though, that's that's awesome. And now the Cardinals don't have to uh, draft a wide receiver there. They can take an offensive tackle. I know their line wasn't great, but that really helps them out. That's true. Especially David Johnson, too, because that contract was really bad. How do you get David Johnson off your books and, requ- and acquire uh, DeAndre Hopkins at the same time? Crazy. No idea. What are the Texans doing? Poor Deshaun Watson. No, it, it, you, you're totally right. And, I mean, besides that, there was really no other big names. You guys have anyone else that moved this offseason in the NFL? Gurley. I mean, yeah. Gurley. Gurley's true. Gurley is true. I don't know how much that affects anything, though. I don't know if it makes the Falcons that much better. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, the offense on paper. (laughs) On paper, yeah, exactly. On paper, it looks nuts. I mean, I don't know how well it'll be because their defense is – I mean, I don't know how well it'll translate to wins because their defense is, like, the worst in the league. Their uh, was pretty sick. What? Their hype video showing every first-round pick. Yeah, was great, yeah. Emmanuel Sanders also went to the Saints. Um, that's not really a big deal anymore for fantasy or NFL. I don't know if he makes that much of a difference. Uh, um, what do you guys think about um, Tannehill resigning? Mega deal. That one's you deserve that or no? I think he deserved it. I always thought he was good on the Dolphins. You think, think he deserved it? <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I'm talking about. Like, Tannehill's an average quarterback at best. Now we're going to give him – we're going to uh, – I just – I don't agree with that. I don't agree well, with that. This year is a proven. I think right now there's not enough. A proven year for four years, $120 billion? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> mean. Did he take all, they, all the other teams? that they He went to the AFC Championship, for goodness sake. So no, last year. I just think it was a one-year fluke, though. No, know. last year was his proven year, and he did a great job in it. But I'm just saying, I don't think you give that guy that much money when you can draft a quarterback and he's playing for one-fourth of his contract and might be better than him in the long run. I just don't agree with that type of thing. And they screwed Derrick Henry in the long run by franchising tag him when he was the one that led him there. It wasn't really Tannehill. When Henry <laughs> wasn't running well, they weren't playing well. If I'm Derrick Henry, it's it's going to be a tough year on the hamstring. I'm going to have some mild hamstring strains, and I'm ultimately not going to play many snaps. Yeah. This quarterback who just got paid can do the do the work. It's yeah, true. he's a man, you know. It's true. I mean, all I'm saying if if you watch the uh, the Titans-Chiefs game from the regular season, uh, when the Titans beat the Chiefs, that was all Tannehill. And Tannehill had good games in the regular season. Granted, he didn't have to do much in the playoffs. But, I mean, I think the the uh, the Titans need a quarterback. He proved that he can be the quarterback for them. I think that, I think it was a good pay. All right, Duncan's got to drop Ryan Tannehill in fantasy then. That's yep. his quarterback. He wasn't bad in fantasy. What? It wasn't. Can I, can I just bring up uh, that Titans Chiefs regular season reference? A game that Derrick Henry had more rushing than Tannehill had passing. You know that off the top of your head? I just did a Google search. We got 188 on the ground for Henry and 181 <laughs> on 13 completions for Ryan Tannehill. All right, we can't say Ryan Tannehill was bad, though. I mean, obviously Ryan Tannehill was good last year, but I just don't know if he's worth that money, like I said, with the things it can do to your cap in the long run. To his and defense, 
Yeah, he didn't really need to throw. When Derrick Henry's running for this much and your defense is handling their business and you have a great offensive line, why throw the ball when Derrick Henry's going to pick up 10 yards every time he touches it? What was his contract exactly? It was $74 million for three years. Well, is that what it was? NLs was 4-118. Was it 4-118? Yeah. So he got 4-118. See, like, I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater. For, it was like his, was, was his 360 or 260? 363 was Bridgewater. Three for 60? No. Yeah. But, okay, but Tannehill is way better than Bridgewater. And I don't know the details of the deal, but I'm sure the Titans can get rid of Tannehill after two years probably it's if they so want to. so much guaranteed money for that deal. It's like 98 guaranteed or something crazy. Out of the 118. Is it actually? So I didn't know that. Maybe 92, but it's still an insane number. Taysom Hill's still in the market. All right. Yeah, I think – or what do they do with him? Is he still a free agent, restricted free agent? I mean, the Saints GM has – He's restricted. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's restricted. Compared to Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson or Bo Jackson? Lamar Jackson, according okay. to the Saints GM. Saints GM is a little uh, – he's, he's not a franchise. Or I can't say on here. Anywhere. So we'll, we'll see if they turn him loose or if hey, Drew Brees keeps feeding the slants on en route to another 75% completion percentage season. Something I, I want to jump. Duncan, you go. I, I think the Saints are just going to keep Hill. Brees will retire after this year, and then he'll be the quarterback for the future. Brees is on a two-year, isn't he? He'll probably retire, though. Think they, so? do, they do that for cap things. Yeah. They, do that, they did that with uh, Whitworth on the Rams. He signed like a fourth. Three or four year deal. Yeah, he did retire. And it was like, what the hell? He's like 38. <laughs> but uh, I want to jump to the Eagles quickly. They acquired Darius Slay from the Lions, and they also um, signed Nicole Roby Coleman, who I really like from the Rams for a one year, $5 million deal. This Eagles had one of the worst secondaries in the league last year, and they really bolstered that uh, secondary. And um, obviously, the Giants are gonna, aren't going to have a great year, but that, that really stinks for them, too, because the Eagles are formidable, again, in my opinion. And I think Carson Wentz can be a quarterback that, uh, is, when healthy, is one of the best in the league, as we've seen before. I don't know if you guys agree that he can get back to that uh, territory. I mean, you see, the, you see the way Carson Wentz led that team last year with throwing to, like, former quarterbacks in college as wide receivers. Like, when you have Carson Wentz, you, you pretty much always have a shot, in my opinion. I think he's insanely talented. Um, and their cornerbacks and wide receivers where they're pretty much Achilles heel and they're improving that slowly. It seems to probably tackle the uh, wide receiver position in the draft, it seems. But getting sliced seems like it's a big deal. I mean, he didn't have a great statistical year, but he just even plays man-to-man on whoever his matchup is, and that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. So, True. Big play guy. Big play guy. Who would you guys rather have? I just want to have this discussion quickly because it's one that you see on Twitter all the time. Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz? Once, once, hands down. It's not close. Yeah, that's a once for me, too. So that's 4-0. We don't need to have that conversation anymore. Um, Quarterback-wise, changing up, I don't think we're really missing anyone so far. Case Keenum to the Browns. That's a pretty big deal to be a backup. And Kirk Cousins signed a two-year extension with the Vikings. I don't know about that one. I mean, uh, why would you do that right now? You want a playoff game. (laughs) No, you really don't know. No, but uh – did Philip Rivers officially sign with the Colts? Yeah, yeah, I did forget that one too. So Philip Rivers to the Colts. That is like I think that's one year twenty million or one year twenty five million. I think it's twenty five million. I think it's one twenty five. Okay, what do you guys think about that? Philip Rivers is so bad. He's so bad now. He's really bad. He was terrible last year. He's got so he had so many weapons. Granted, they had a bad offensive line. Yeah, I mean that's that's I, I people always say oh he had all these weapons, but when your offensive line is that bad, you don't have time to throw. 
it wasn't the worst. It wasn't god awful. No, you. I I totally agree. I think that the one thing that you need is this is my motto while watching football. It being one of my favorite sports is you need a great offensive line. You need a defensive line that can rush the quarterback, and you need one good cornerback. That's that's how I look at it. If you don't have if you don't have that, you're not good. And I totally agree. Philip Rivers obviously is not that mobile, but the Colts have a top two line in the league, I think, with the Cowboys. So he might have a, re, a rebounding year with them, and we'll see. I, I don't think the Colts are bad either. They have a decent defense, right? Yeah, they're, they're solid. I mean, their offensive line is really good, and they're solid. So, I mean, I think if Jacoby Brissett doesn't get hurt last year, they like they might Jacob- make the playoffs. Jacoby Brissett fan. He, I mean, he was before he got hurt. They were, what, yeah, they, were, they were not. They were not bad. True. So I have one more question regarding quarterbacks for this offseason, and then we'll get into the four quarterbacks that plan on being drafted in the first round. And then on one of the next episodes, we'll have all you guys back to talk more of the NFL draft as a whole. But let's talk about the Patriots. Andy, we'll start with you. What do you think they're going to do at quarterback? Do you think they'll go through the draft, or do you think they'll stick with what they have right now or sign someone? I'm honestly not sure what the plan is. They like James, Bill Belichick will not sign Jameis or Cam Newton. So their market is essentially options are Stidham and Brian Hoyer, which doesn't seem maybe maybe they see something we don't in Stidham. The pick six against the Jets was a fluke. Oh baby. But um maybe maybe he's good. I don't I don't know. Maybe they'll draft like a Jacob Eason. They'll trade for like a Jordan Love and they'll start rebuilding. I don't know. Yeah, what do you guys say, Duncan, Steve? I mean, oh, I've, I've said this to Steve at least before. I know what he's about to I say. I think they should, they should sign Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. He thinks Andy Dalton. I think Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr fits him because all they, all they do is short short passes and, and you want high completion percentage. Derek Carr is like top five in the league completion percentage every year. He throws like 80% because he throws straight checkdowns. I think Derek Carr just got Mariota, so who knows? I think Andy Dalton and Derek Carr are interesting options for them. Um, obviously, we have no idea what Bill Belichick is going to do because uh, he's a mastermind. You really can't predict what he's going to do. But I think the Raiders QB situation is definitely interesting too going into the draft because they have picks 12 and 19, so they can easily move up in the first round. And obviously, there's some teams in the first five to seven picks that don't need a quarterback and are going to be looking to move out. Um, Giants. So we'll see what happens. And obviously, like you said, Mariota went to the Raiders. And I kind of like that fit for maybe a bridge quarterback there if they try to get a, a Jordan Love or a Justin Herbert. So out of those four quarterbacks that are supposed to go in the first round, we'll start with Steve. Where do you think they go and where do you see as a fit? We'll go over it next time, but let's do it this time too. Let's go. Um. So, yeah, I got um, Burrow's going to go to the Bengals. I mean, I would assume unless there's some holdout. I don't know. And I honestly – don't think Burrow's going to be that great when it's all said and done. I think I think he's just you know he's 24 playing against playing against a bunch of 20 year olds, and you had you know one of the best offensive lines and one of the best like his receivers are always just wide. I mean he made some great throws. Don't get me wrong. I mean his receivers were wide open 70 percent of the time. Like it was just I don't know. I'm not a huge believer in him. Anyway, um, then I think uh, Chase Young will be drafted. And then I think it goes Tua to the Dolphins. And then I think the Chargers go Herbert. Um, and then Jordan Love, I don't know where he'll go. Um, I, that, may, that may be a Mahomes situation where a team trades up for him around, like, the 14 area, and then they just trade up and take a, take a you know, a big play quarterback who has a nice arm. So 
I kind of like Jordan Love. I haven't seen a ton of him, but scouts love him. So, I mean, I don't know. It seems like he's comparable to a big play quarterback. So. Andy Duncan. Duncan. Right. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I don't watch too much college football. You guys know that. But, uh, I mean, obviously Joe Burrow is going to go number one, whether that's the Bengals or if, uh, the Dolphins try and trade up or someone else tries to trade up. He's going to go number one. Um, I think he will be a good quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I definitely don't think he's going to be like this almighty God that everyone's making him out to do. Um, yeah. He is. And the Bengals are so bad. He's like not going to do much there anyway. I'm not um, even gonna just at least to start. On the Bengals, that's what I think he is in the end. Yeah, um, and then Tua. I think Tua will go to the Dolphins. I'm I'm big on Tua. I like I like Tua. I really like um, him. Too. Obviously, he's really injury prone. Um, but the Dolphins have built a good team this year. Maybe they can compete for the AFC East. Who knows? Uh, depends how good Tua is. Dolphins may be the second best team in that division. I was going to say, we didn't go over, obviously, everything in NFL free agency. We don't have the time for that. And we obviously don't have the knowledge for everything. But I think as we are avid football NFL football fans, we do see that the Dolphins are really going to be a formidable formidable team for years to come with some good signings. A ton of draft picks. Yeah. Duncan, you good. Thanks. You all good? You got the other two quarterbacks or no? <laughs> Nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, you're good. Andy, oh, yeah. Um, Joe Burrow is interesting. He's obviously playing against three other good defensive fronts in the division. And who's to say he's much different from Andy Dalton as far as the talent level goes? And, Andy Dalton was good and had promise. They were making the playoffs every year. Weren't well, winning TCU. Coach, but, Did he go uh, to TCU? What? Did he go so. to TCU or where'd he go? And Dawn. ECU, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but Joe, Joe Burrow ceiling isn't that high. I don't – he had a dream season at LSU, but it was laughable when after the national championship game, it was addressed that would you rather have Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence in the draft? Uh, it was a joke. Um, as for Tua, I think Tua to the Dolphins – is virtually seem, – seems to be a lock as far as what everyone's saying and what all the rumors are. I don't know if they'll, they'll have to trade up from five to secure him. Maybe they, I think they definitely will. You could see them going up to three and the Lions will move down and still grab Akuda. But um, Herbert to the Chargers, I, I guess, makes sense. They seem to – definitely will be drafting a quarterback, so we'll see where that goes. But I – I strongly think that Jordan Love will go top ten, and that someone will someone will trade up and get him with the eighth, ninth, or tenth pick. He's not just going to keep that. falling because they're saying there's a lot of teams such as like the Colts and Packers, even maybe um, I don't know, but there's there's a lot of teams who would love to have Jordan Love because obviously he's getting great reports from the scouts. But um, after that, as far as the quarterbacks go, I don't. Don't think there's much. I don't. I don't think Jake Fromm's a legitimate. I was gonna say, what do you think about Fromm? What? I was gonna say. What do you think about Fromm? I mean, he's, he seems like a nice kid. Yes, he's he's had he's had a good year. He was good freshman year. Seems like a nice guy. But um, Jake Fromm is what, what makes him look like a good guy in the NFL. What makes him look like a good guy? I don't know. He's just got some like innocent hey, cousin from like seventh grade still up. <laughs> In the end, um, they chose him over Justin Fields, so. 
<clears throat> My opinion on the quarterbacks are that I think Joe Burrow has a ceiling of a Tony Romo. We've seen some of those reports come out. I totally agree with that. But besides that, I really don't see him going on to any other level up and away from that. I really don't. Two, I think I agree with Duncan that he could be a really good athlete. He can be a really good pro quarterback. He can move. Hopefully he just stays healthy. And obviously the Dolphins don't have a great line. They have, they're going to have to improve that throughout the draft too. But they have three first-round draft picks, if I'm not mistaken, and they'll be able to do some damage there. Um, Jordan Love, I also agree with Andy. I think he can be tr- – I think all four quarterbacks are going to be taken within the top 10. I think the Chargers might go after Herbert, and I think Jordan Love is a wild card. And you could see the Raiders, Packers, any of, even the Saints, I think, if they can get some draft capital and trade up, m- might trade for Jordan Love. Um, but besides that, that's all I really got for today. Do you guys have anything else to add on for today r- regarding the coronavirus or NFL free agency? We haven't addressed Jacob Eason in the draft. I think he will go first round. I know he's been linked to the Patriots. But he's, he's definitely a 20s, 30s NFL draft pick. We'll, we'll I see can see him late first. Yeah. Also, yeah. Jadavion Clowney is still yet to sign anywhere. That's true. And I saw that might be uh, – he might be a free agent until training camp, I saw, whenever that is, too. Definitely see that. Definitely. So we'll have you guys all back on. Obviously, Steve, you'll be back with me for the foreseeable future. Duncan, Andy, you guys will be back with us probably for the next month because it's really going to be NFL um, draft talk because there's really nothing else to talk about right now. We'll talk some more coronavirus, and we'll probably get some more reports of when we will be able to see the NHL season, the NBA season, golf, all that stuff return, and hopefully it's soon. And uh, obviously we're praying for the families affected. Uh, Duncan, Andy, thank you for being on. We'll see you soon. Steve, do you have anything else? Andy? Uh Loyal listeners who are still listening, I'd love to get the Basement Convos merchandise uh, underway. So, me and Steve are working on that. I mean, well, there will be a poll up in the in the next few days. I know. I know we're really going to take this off into the summer. We'll have the studio set up. We'll all be wearing the merchandise and (laughs) hopefully crack the top ten on Apple Podcasts. The one thing Andy wants is uh, visors. That's the first thing he wants. Visors. (laughs) Visors, right, Andy? I, I've never Custom, mentioned visors. No, you Custom have multiple shades. times. Multiple times. Thank you guys for being on. Um, we'll probably be back sometime next week. If not, it's going to be two weeks. Like I said, it's really dry right now with content besides oh, NFL. So we're lucky that the NFL draft is right around the corner. Um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Obviously, we're all in our houses isolating. You guys do the same. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon.